0: Hebrews chapter 10, we'll read verses 19 through 22. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 22 say this. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let's pray. Father, again, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. And Lord, I'm glad that, uh, Lord, uh, we just confess tonight we're weak, we're feeble. And Lord, that's okay because, Lord, we rest in your strength. We rest in your promises. Your grace is sufficient. And, uh, Lord, we can just uh, abide in you and know that everything's all right. It is well in my Father's house. It is well with my soul, we can say tonight. Lord, we uh, thank you for the faithfulness of those that are here tonight and those that are listening. Lord, I pray you give them what they need. Lord, give them the wisdom they need and and decisions they need to make. Uh, Dear God, provide for them uh, physically, spiritually, financially. Lord, the job situations, the school situations and Uh, other important things that are going on in lives. Lord, we pray for the sickness among us. Lord, please uh, touch these and uh, heal these and uh, raise these back up. Lord, we think of Sonny and the procedure coming up. Lord, we sure ask for your mercy and grace upon uh, him. Dear God, please uh, touch there. And, uh, Lord, thank you for you worked out for uh, Sister Karen and also, Lord, uh, her hand. And so, Lord, uh, we just commit these things to you and we trust you with them. Now, again, Lord, help us through your word to thy glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, (coughs) we see these... uh, uh, verses exciting verses. We just sing that song, you know. Lord, abide with me. Well, you know what? <laughs> he's saying the same thing. <laughs> Come abide with me, and He's provided uh, for us to do that. Of course, you know uh, we're uh, saved, and we thank God for that. And so He says to us here, verse. I'm going to focus on verse 22, but <laughs> just to get there, verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, Amen. Boldness, and I like uh, I like seeing that word to enter in. To the holiest. And what we know in the Old Testament, they couldn't have boldness to enter into the holiest, could they? Uh, They'd get in trouble if they tried to be bold to do that uh, back in the days of the temple. Now, uh, you know, they, they had, uh, you know, the three different layers, you know, they had the court out there and then they had the, the holy place and the course and the holy of holies, right where the high priest went. But hey, uh, the holiest place is, uh, you know, where God himself uh, dwells. You think about uh, Isaiah there where uh, he saw the Lord right high and lifted up. But what a wonderful thing that people like us who were uh, sinners condemned to hell can now by the blood of Jesus Christ, enter into whatever the, the whatever the holiest spot is out there, whatever the holiest place is out there. Amen. In God's economy, think about it. We can come, uh, not disrespectfully, but uh, uh, boldly. That word literally means uh, with freedom with freedom of speech. Amen. We can go in and uh, enter His presence. I mean, the, the holy, I mean, wow, that's just, you know, you, you, you meditate on that. Even every time I read there in Isaiah, you know, him looking up and him seeing them, the seraphim flying around saying, holy, 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 Lord God almighty. I mean, you, 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 uh, you meditate on that. And you think about them seraphim that they couldn't even look. They couldn't even look. They had to cover their eyes. And, th- you know, I mentioned that before, you know, they don't know what sin is. And yet all they've known is serving God. And yet they, they got to cover their eyes. Boy, uh, uh, wicked old sinners like us, we can open our eyes and uh, walk right in. That's power, amen. Boy, you talk about there's power in the blood. We, we don't even begin to comprehend the power that's in the blood of Jesus Christ. And he provided the way, a new and living way. Was that, it's a living way? Well, yeah, well, of course, because he's the way and he's alive. So, of course, it's a living way. And, of course, any way outside of Jesus is a dead way and a dead uh, end. Hebrew seven nineteen says, "For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God." And it says, "He has consecrated that way." That means dedicated the service and worship of the Lord. The way is dedicated, and as we walk that way, we need to be consecrated. Amen. We need to dedicate ourselves to service and worship uh, of the Lord. The sacred things. And then, of course, having a high priest over uh, uh, the house of God. Boy, what a wonderful thing. And, of course, that's all Jesus. So what do you see? Verse 19, Jesus, his blood. Verse 20, Jesus, his body. Verse 21, Jesus, amen. Uh, His position is the high priest (coughs) over the house of God. And so it shows us all this. And then, actually, as you look down through there, verse 22, verse 23, verse 24, three times it says, let us let us, let us, right? I mean, the availability is already there. All we got to do is just, you know, avail ourselves of what's already provided for us. But we're only going to look uh, uh, quickly at verse 22. And it says this, let us, there's, let us draw near. I mean, there's no reason, there's no reason that we can't draw near to God, right? This, we're already, we already saved, and the access is there. You know, and I've been uh, thinking about this lately. You know, I've been uh, just, uh, you know, asking God. You know, when, when I pray, you know, I pray, first people I pray for is those that need salvation, right? Then I pray for those that need restoration. And when I pray those that, <coughs> for restoration, I try to pray to everyone, I say, God, uh, uh, stir us. Lord, you know who needs to be stirred. And you know what? I say, God, uh, uh, stir me. I don't want to be comp- Lord. I don't want to, you know, uh, level off in my uh, uh, Christian uh, Christian walk. I mean, I look at Brother Muxlow, amen. I mean, uh, uh, 91 years old in the house of God, amen. I mean, hey, if the Lord uh, tarries and lets me live, oh, hey, I want to I be excited, uh, you know, about God. I want to be, you know, uh, further down the road for God. And so he gives us that challenge. He says, listen, let us draw near. What a, what a wonderful and amazing thing that we can be close to God. I mean, that's just, that's just an amazing thing that God would desire for us. He is in, he's inviting us. You know, when we think about being invited, we always think about the invitation for salvation. We say, okay, well, you got that covered. Amen. Now uh, uh, come right up. Just like those children, right? He said, you know, those children came up to him. My boy, them disciples, man. Boy, them them disciples, man, they were just wicked sometimes, uh, 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 weren't they? Uh, Trying to, you know, uh, didn't want the bus to come by their house, right? Right. And, uh, and so they tried to keep him away. But he said, no, you, you leave those kids alone. Boy, he said, hey, little John, you come up here right sit on my lap. And boy, you know, that's what he says to you tonight. Amen. Just come and get, get close to me. And that's, I think that's a wonderful and amazing thing that we can be close to God. Psalm 73, 28 said this. The psalm says, but it is good for me to draw near to God. Boy, is that, is that, is that the... That, that ought to be the, the cry of your heart. That ought to be the cry of my heart. Man, I, you want to do something good today? Well, you know what you can do? Draw, just, man, say, God, put that desire in my heart. It is good for me to draw near to God. Well, you can just stop right there and meditate on that. Well, have I done anything good today? Well, hey, before the day's out, if I haven't, I can do something good. Before I lay my head down, I can draw near to God. We should be like the Psalmist 42. I guarantee most of you could quote Psalm 42 verses one and two. Those great verses we know as the heart, right? That little (coughs) deer like animal panteth, panteth, you know, that thought of, you know, uh, Thurston, right? I mean, he's been out there and wherever he's at, you know, (laughs) I was was watching a, a documentary about animals, this guy going in and trying to, uh, he wanted to get these, you know, these lions going after their prey. Well, you know, it, it was a dry season there in Africa. Where was everybody headed? Uh, to the river. So where were those lions hanging out, right? They knew that, hey, uh, th- th- those uh, those animals uh, out there and uh, that that's a Savannah area, right? That there wasn't no water out there. That they were going to be, they going to be trying to get the, all those. Showed all those animals, the elephants, all that. Man, they were all just out there. So man, if we can just get to the river, if we can just get to the river, and they knew that they had to get to that river because in that river was life, right? And so they, they, that, 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 there was just a drive in them to to get to uh, that river, and uh, they were willing to put even their life in danger because that's how important it was uh, for them to get to that river because they said, oh, I got, that's where life is. That's where life is. And that's the way we ought to feel about uh, uh, getting, getting to Jesus. Man, I just, I just got to get to Jesus. I just got to get to Jesus. That's how that heart was about getting to that river. That's ought to be my soul paneth after thee, O God. And listen, he, that Howard wasn't trying to get there just because, you know, uh, maybe something was going uh, wrong in his life. Hey, man, he just like, hey, man, I, I got a thirst. I got a thirst that needs to be quenched. And that's how we should be about getting to God. My soul paneth, my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Man, what a. What a beautiful statement! And so God says, "Well, hey, you can come and appear before me right now. Draw nigh, draw near." That means to, uh, to of course, to approach, to be close to closeness in relationship, and that's what we should want to be near Him uh, in, in, in prayer. I'm cl- I'm glad that God gave us this thing uh, called prayer. Well, I hope when you when you get up at that moment, that in the morning, and that 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 time that. Uh, I hope sometimes you just get caught up uh, in your prayer alone with God to be to be near unto him in prayer and sacrifice and worship and in devotion of heart and life should be our desire. Because when you when you when, when you when you're close to him, hey, man, you know that you're not drifting away uh, towards something else that would try to get your attention. So let me ask you this. Who do you like? Who do you like to hang around well, you know, it's wonderful to have close relationships with people. I mean, I'm glad that we can have close relationships with people. You think about special uh, people uh, in your life that you've been very close to. You know, I think of, uh, you know, uh, the, the men of God that God's brought into life. Of course, I always mention Brother Crap, Pastor Cole, and <laughs> Pastor Triplett, uh, the pastor that I had down there. And I think, oh, man. You know, not, I'm just not, I'm just thankful not just to know these men of God, but I, but it was so wonderful to have a, a close, uh, precious uh, relationship. You know what 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 did David? I mean, you ever you read what how Jonathan David talked about their close uh, uh, relationship and how just that how intimate and, and uh, precious their relationship. Boy, if it, if it's wonderful to have a, a wonderful relationship with a, with another individual who's limited. Right. Who's frail and who uh, even though you're close to them and and they're precious to you. Right. Even even our closest ones that were to we still disappoint one another. But man, that you can be that close to God and even more intimate with God. And you know what? (laughs) We might disappoint him, but he'll he'll never disappoint us. How wonderful that is. And he invites you to draw near unto me. And these verses, this, this verse tells us, of course, the type and mindset and heart uh, set we should have when we come close to the Lord. Now, he says, come unto me. But, oh, listen, there's a, uh, though we can come with boldness, though we can come freely, amen, there is still a, a, a mindset and a heart set that we need to have when we come before God. It's not something light, even though we have that easy access, even though we have that opportunity. It's still not a light thing to come before God. Is still a precious thing. And how does he say we need to come for him? He says draw near with a true heart. With a true heart. And that means having of course a sincere desire for truth. That word true means sincere. Right? Upright, just genuine without hypocrisy. Lord, I want to I want to draw nigh to you and Lord, I want to I want I want to have a sincere heart, Lord, please uh, uh, protect me. Amen. I want to be real. Like we talk about being real to one another as humans, how much more uh, when we come before God, you might as well be real because, you know, he, he, uh, he, uh, uh, he already knows, you know, if you ever talk about levels of uh, communication, levels of open communication, one of the things you learn about is it, it's, it's the mask, right? People wear a mask. A lot of times we wear a mask when we go before other people, Right? And, and, and they say the mask is, you know, uh, things I know about me, but you don't know about me, right? I, I, I hide those things. Those are things that, right, maybe I I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to share or I try to put up this uh, front. I try to put up this mask. Listen, there, there are no masks before God. Amen. So minds will not even. The best thing you do is just put that thing down. Amen. And with a true and pure heart, say, God, I thirst for you. Because, you know, many people say they want to be close to God. I, I don't know. I, I've had very few people that I'd say, hey, do you really want to know God? And they say, well, no, uh, no. Everybody, everybody says yes. But what did God say? He said to his people in Isaiah 29:13, Wherefore, the Lord said, for as much as the people draw near me with their mouth. Talks cheap. Talks cheap. With their lips to honor me, but have removed their heart from me. You know what? He'd rather you keep your your mouth shut and your heart open. We get it backwards. We, We open our mouth, but we close our heart. Well, no, we need to close our mouth and open our heart, but have removed their heart far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. If we are sincere, Amen. And have a true heart. Then we're saying with a true heart, we want to hear God. We want to receive God. And Lord, I want to be with my heart. I want to hear you with my heart. I want to receive you. And with my heart, I want to obey you. So he says with a true heart and then in full assurance. Thank God for that. That word full assurance means absolute confidence in God. I like that. boy. I like that. I like those exclamation marks. Absolute, think about that. Full in absolute confidence. You, listen, when you, that's why he says you can come boldly because when you come to me, amen, you should have absolute confidence in who I am as your God. Absolute confidence of what I've done for you. Absolute confidence, amen. My desire to have uh, allow you to have a close relationship with me and foolish, your absolute confidence, full conviction, and complete understanding, amen, of of who your God is and what he's done for you. So I ask you, do you have absolute confidence in God? Not just for salvation. We always think about that for salvation. But 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 for daily life, are you going through life on a daily basis, living in full assurance, living in full confidence, living in full conviction, amen, about your God? Think about what you're going through right now, right? Do you have full confidence in God with whatever you're facing right now? Now, we know we've been accepted in the beloved. Amen. Ephesians 1, 6. To the praise and the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Hey, that's fine. We're not talking about being accepted. We know we've been accepted, but we're talking about availing ourselves to the access that's been provided. <laughs> you know, sometimes we get frustrated at people. Anybody get frustrated, buddy, this week? Amen? Huh? Sometimes I get frustrated. Oh, we don't want to go there, right? We don't want to go there. Well, I, I, I do counseling after the service, just so Right? So you get frustrated with people. We get frustrated with situations, right? We're we're praying about something. And I mean, after being uh, saved, uh, what going on 36 uh, years or whatever it is, I, I still haven't convinced God to move at my pace. I'm like, come on, come on, right? He still moves at his own pace, right? Situations, but listen, it is God we are waiting on. You know, I got I got I think about some things I've been praying about for quite a while, (laughs) things I thought would already be, you know, take care of things I thought would already (laughs) be behind me. And you know what? They're not. You know what? And if I'm honest, I want to know why. Right. And what I do, I try not to get frustrated because what I listen, do I trust God? But one thing, you know, I just remind myself. He's God. He's never failed me at this point. And every time, his will has always been right. His way has always been right. And his timing has always been right. Right? Even though I didn't think think it was why I was waiting on it. But, of course, after he finally brought it through and I moved out, I'm like, ah, he's right again. Right? He's right again. So having full confidence. Right? And so I got to admit, I'm guilty of... Some of the times getting frustrated about that. (laughs) But to be close to God means, includes, we have total confidence in his promises. We have total confidence in his promises. We have absolute assurance in his provision, right? He's going to provide for me uh, uh, spiritually, physically, financially, whatever my needs are. I trust him and full trust in his sovereignty. God can do whatever he wants, when he wants, and however he wants. He's God. And so you cannot be close to him and doubt and question his heart. Do you ever doubt or question his heart? I'm sure we've all been guilty of that. I mean look at the disciples. In Mark 4:38, you know the story, they're out on the sea and he's in the boat and the waves come up and then this happens in Mark 4:38 and he was in the he was in the hinder part of the ship, Jesus asleep on a pillow. Right? I don't know what kind of pillow it was. I don't think it was a my pillow or a, you know special pillow that you know support you. I don't know what kind of pillow it was. And they wake him and say to him, "Master, doesn't this have to be one of the stupidest questions in the Bible?" But right, we're probably all guilty of it. What did he say? "Carest thou not that we perish?" I mean, that's got to be one of the stupidest questions in the Bible. But who's ever who's ever thought that to, to at least in some, some anger or some degree, right? He and he's right there. He's right there. They, they can see him. He's right there. You know, I mean, what they should have said, is, well, man, anybody see another pillow around here? I mean, he might, we might as well take a nap, amen? Anybody see another pillow? Man, he, I can't believe he did. He, I thought he loved us. He didn't bring enough for the whole class. Care, instead of saying, cares not that we perish, I could see him saying, Lord, cares thou not that we're comfortable. That's probably what they should have said. I mean, right? They should have cares thou not that we're comfortable, right? He, but they said, cares not that we perish, and he was right there. But how many times have we forgot that he's right there? We've said, Lord, cares thou not. Cares thou not that I need a job? Carest thou not that this physical situation? Carest thou not? I got a my house, right? Carest thou not, huh? And boy, we 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 do this and that. And he said, Come here, come here. Let me remind you. So, in full assurance, full confidence, and then he goes on to say this having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience because closeness means right not you see or put it this way a desire for him means a desire for holiness a desire for him means a desire for holiness heart sprinkled from an evil conscience evil conscience a conscience of guilt right Uncleans, of course the opposite of pure of course the sprinkling is the blood Now we know we get the blood when we get saved and we need for the deep cleansing of salvation and a deep cleansing for fellowship. 1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The cross keeps us close. And so thank God for the deep cleansing. But boy, every day we got to claim that blood as we go through this world with the attacks of Satan and the flesh upon us. And he takes that to another level in the next one. He says, not only in evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Closeness and cleansing. Amen. Not only include the blood, include the blood, but they include the book. Having our bodies washed with pure water. No, this is not a reference to baptism, right? I'm sure there's many that would claim that. But of course, I don't think people being baptized in river and ponds were being baptized in pure water. <laughs> Anybody ever been, you know, been to a river and baptized somebody? Some of those rivers are pretty clean, but you know, uh, I've been to some baptized people in some uh, dirty, dirty ponds and some dirty uh, uh, rivers for sure. But it says pure water. That means clean, unsoiled, clear, pure water. Of course, which pure water is a symbol of consecration and sanctification. But right, even though it's not talked about. Baptism, it still requires immersion. What do you mean by that? We are to be constantly immersed in God's word, right? Every day, right? You only have to be physically baptized once, amen? You only have to be physically immersed once, but every day, amen, our heart's desire should be to be immersed in the word of God. Ephesians five twenty six and 27 say this, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That he might present it, I, you know. I don't understand how that. I don't understand how that works, but man, just just reading that book. You know, you get saved and you're reading that book. And how many times people say, oh, I read it and I don't comprehend it. I read it and I don't understand it. But somehow just reading that book and as it somehow as it flows through your heart and flows through your mind, even though you may not be comprehending much at first, somehow you just begin to change the way you think. Somehow you just begin to change the way you talk. Somehow your desires just begin to change as you as that word flows through you. As that word flows through. I don't understand how that works, but it does. And that's why he says in verse 27, of Ephesians 5, that he might present it to himself. Now think of it: a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. All right? Now, he's talking about, the, he's talking about you because you're the church. He's talking about be, you being glorious. He's talking about you not having a spot. He's not talking about you having a wrinkle. And how did he do that? Somehow he does it through his word as he washes you, as it flows through you. So God delights for his children to draw nigh to him. I finish with this verse in Jeremiah. Uh, these verses of Jeremiah, I like these verses, Jeremiah 30, 21 and 22 say this, and I will cause him to draw near. Man, what a what a wonderful, thing! God, Lord, cause me, cause me, put it in me, Lord, to draw near. And listen to this, and he shall approach me. Now listen to this next statement, I love it. For who is this, listen to this statement, That engaged his heart. Think about that statement. Who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord? And you shall be my people and I will be your God. Who that engaged his heart? That means to give as a pledge. That means he 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 came and he wanted to he wanted to have a relationship with me at a at a meaningful level, right? He he consciously, right? You know, that's the big thing in business. Be engaged. Be engaged. Well, God wants you to be engaged with him. And so let me let me give you that question again as we as we finish up. And I will cause him to draw near to me. Say, Lord, let, let let that be me. And he shall approach me for who is this? It's a question. That engaged his heart to approach it to me. God, you've said you, you've invited me to draw near unto you, and so Lord, I want to I want to say I want to say tonight I want to say on a daily basis that I want to be engaged with you. And tonight I want to engage my heart. Right? We think about it in a car, right? To put it in gear, right? To put it in gear, right? When that, 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 however that works, that transmission engages a, with that engine, right? There's power, and now you're able to move forward. And that's what God wants to give you. He wants you to engage, right? He wants you to hook up so there'll be power to move forward. That engage his heart to approach unto me. And that's what God's desire is for you. James 4 8, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. And so God is inviting us, amen, to, to, to live consciously. Close to him. Say, Lord, that's my desire. I want to live consciously close to you. Let's pray.